0: You're listening to another sermon by Pastor Michael Zapata from the Potter's House Christian Church. The book of uh, 1 John chapter 4. We're going to be reading from verse 17 through to 19 uh, out of the book of 1 John chapter 4. Uh, During World War II, the British launched a successful disinformation plan called operation mincemeat operation mincemeat was created as an effort to convince the germans that the allied had planned on invading sardinia and greece instead of sicily where they were actually going to land in 1943. the operation was carried out successfully by obtaining the corpse of a homeless man in london who was then given a false identity as a major in the Royal Marines. This man was then given false plans uh, documenting an invasion of Sardinia and Greece uh, before being thrown to the tide off the coast of Spain. The British alerted the Spanish, who were then uh, at that time neutral during the war, to be on the lookout for a British Marine carrier documents that had been Uh, that had to be recovered. The papers were promptly handed over to the Nazis by the Spanish and they convinced Hitler to respond, uh, taking their troops away from Sicily and heading towards Sardinia and Greece. Operation Mince Meat was successful because it used the art of uh, distraction, Studies have shown that many times we are prompt to action when we act not on the full information that we have, but rather more on our emotions. Now I'm here to declare to you that there is a strategy of the devil that is seeking to take you away from all that God has for you in your life, And He is is aiming at your emotions. He is aiming at the times where you have not thought this properly through. And He is hoping that in this time of carelessness, you would be drawn away and miss out on all that God has. But I'm here to declare to you that God has has given us a tactical way of thinking so that we can overcome every lie of the devil and be able to walk in all that God has for us. I want to preach to you a sermon entitled Tactical Thinking, 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through to 19. Very simple sermon tonight. I pray that it ministers. The Bible says, "...love has been perfected amongst us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world." There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Tactical thinking. I wanna look firstly and focus on our stinking thinking, because the truth is, is that nobody here is immune to making bad decisions. There's an old marketing strategy called, and it's very simple. It goes something like this. They say, you sell the sizzle, not the steak. And the whole motive behind that mentality is that you are aiming at people purchasing based on not what they see, but rather what they can smell. How they feel about the meal is what's going to compel them to purchase. And so, if we could trigger the emotions, they believe that it would be their product will become purchased. And so the same can be transferred when making spiritual decisions. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now that is a scripture we don't quote enough. Can anybody say amen? Amen. That we many times are led by our emotions. We're led by how we feel and what we think is right. And many times, like the Bible says, being deceived, being led to being, a, a falling to wickedness, and consumed by our own deceitful lusts. Now we are all capable of making these huge errors of judgment. And it all starts in the mind. Stephen Convoy says this. He says, Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. And so here is Stephen who understands it all starts in the mind. It all starts in our stinking thinking. Many times when we are hungry, we shouldn't go to Woolworths and do your grocery shopping, right? When you are feeling emotional and uh, depressed, it's no time to isolate yourself because I tell you what, you get that bucket of ice cream and you're going to hoe into that and before you know it, you'll feel somebody's been in your house and eaten all your ice cream. But it's you. It was your emotions that drove you to think and act that way. But it all starts in the mind and you have to recognize this is this scripture is not speaking to non-believers. It's speaking to Christians at a time where huge errors can be made uh, at the very last days faced with judgment. The Bible says Moses thought it would be good uh, to murder an Egyptian. That was an error. The Bible speaks about Lot who looked up and saw the plains of Sodom and said, That's a great place for me to start a family, but it was an error. It was Saul who thought it would be okay to sacrifice uh, even though the priest Samuel was not there uh, and that cost him the kingdom. It was Solomon who thought it would be okay to marry a woman that was not of the, uh, uh, of the tribe of God uh, and so here he enters into something that ruins his destiny all by going of something that they thought And the list goes on. Listen to me, beloved. Many have fallen by the wayside because they sowed a thought and they reaped an action. In the mind is where the devil is targeting you tonight. And I want to declare to you that the correlation that we we are brought to in our text is between the days of judgment and the love of God. Again, in verse 17, love has been perfected amongst us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as He is so are we in this world. And so here is the love that causes us to think correctly, thus bringing a huge separation between someone who has not experienced the love of God with someone who has. How many know that Christians ought not to act the same way as non-Christians? They should not think the same way as non-Christians. They should not behave and speak. Why? Because if we have the love of God that is perfected in us, it changes us from the inside out. Now it's no error in judgment that highlights the fact that our emotions can lie to us. It's God's love for us that anchors us and makes us rational thinkers that does away with the stinking thinking and helps us to be analytical, tactical thinkers. And so can I declare to you it's not a time to stray away from His love. Again, the word perfected means in the Greek to be complete or mature. And so we know when we see young kids, uh, they can fall in and out of love like there's no manana. They have a friend. No, she spoke bad to me. We're not friends anymore. Right, It's an immature love. It's very shallow, but here the Bible is saying a perfected love is one of maturity, one that understands the intricate realities of it and therefore does not quickly disengage from it, but rather seeks to make sure that he has grasped it entirely. This takes time and this takes discipline. But the truth is, you have to understand, is that God loves us and he desires us to be with him despite what you may be facing today so let's look secondly at the fear factor because here is our stinking thinking that can be assaulted by a fear factor the devil exploits this reality in our lives fear is many times the motivator to propel us away from what God has for us. Now there's two major fear moments that I have in my life just recently that I still recall. The one is when my daughter Lily was choking on food in Arundel and it was just a moment where you kind of, you know, she was at that age where she would cough and and not be able to chew everything properly and so you just kind of wait And you know that, okay, she's making some noise uh, and so she's going to be okay. But it was that time where she wasn't making a noise that concerned me. Normally when you cough, you know something's been dislodged, but it's the, something's not right. And I remember going into the kitchen and grabbing her and I'm hitting and I'm making sure and boom, it came out. And I'm like, it was the longest 30 seconds of my life fear the other time was when Nate got lost in Bunnings for maybe 30 seconds you had it no maybe a minute maybe two minutes it was do you have it? you don't have it. I don't have him you don't have him where is he and it was just frantically running around I'm pushing grannies over her. I'm making sure get out where's my son I was frantic consumed by fear And how many know those incidents like that leave an imprint in our minds and in our lives and they even affect me and influence my parenting today? I don't want to ever experience that again. But I wonder how many are functioning under the unjustified effects of fear today. I'm not talking about real fear, I'm talking about an unjustified fear. The phrase fear not is used 80 times in the word of God and it shows how fear can many times influence our lives. But I wonder how many today are gripped by irrational fear. as Somehow these things may happen or it could be out of our control and all of a sudden everything could crash down right in front of me. See the devil understands if he can attack the mind, it will corrupt the entire body. Because the power of fear and its devastating effects it has on us. Mark Twain said these words, I've lost a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. A lot of worrying about things never happened. Fear that gripped me. Fear that was real. How many of you have been reading the newspaper about the coronavirus or seeing it on the internet, on the news? There's a stampede for toilet paper. A stampede for toilet paper, as if that is the major issue. Well, if I'm going to stay at home... I better be able to wipe my butt, otherwise this is gonna be a terrible experience. Really? People are going crazy because of a coronavirus. My friend called me today. He came back from the uh, conference in Perth and he was a little bit run down. He's been having lots of late nights, early mornings and because of the maybe jet lagness and having to jump back into everything back in Melbourne, uh, he was feeling run down, and so he developed flu uh, s- uh, symptoms. So he called uh, the GP and said, I have flu symptoms, and so I want to see a doctor. And the receptionist went frantic on the other side of the line. This is in Melbourne. She contacted, said, okay, no problem. When you get to the car park, call us again. Do not come inside. Just call us from the car park. And so he gets there, he's at the car park, he's waiting 30 minutes, he's going to be allowed in. They're asking all these questions. Finally, they call, say, come on in right now. He walked in the door, they called his name, he responded. They said, room number four, and he immediately went into the room. The doctor had a hairnet, gloves, a mask on. He was uh, uh, asking more questions with his little, uh, you know, checking him, the- uh, thesoscope on the-, on the chest, checking his breathing, immediately getting the sanitizer and uh, rubbing it, making sure he got all the germs off. He said, you know what, you probably just got the common cold. Here's some uh, uh, prescription antibiotics and you'll be fine. Frantic. people fearing for their lives. And let me just say this, these are scary times. This is no time to just be going sour in the last day. This is no time to be playing with sin and thinking, you know what, this is fine. We are living in the end times. And can I just declare to you that the reason for mayhem is because we are living in a generation that does not love God. And because our scripture says that the love is what casts out fear, there is no doubt in my mind that here are people that reject the love of God and now are consumed with fear. We don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what to do. Quickly, get some toilet paper. What? That's how... Badly, their minds are filled with manure. That's all they can think about. You know, unstable minds produce fear and panic. Esau was influenced by fear of starvation and death, he sold his birthright. King Saul thought he would would lose influence with his people, lose respect, and so he disobeyed Samuel. Elijah ran and hid from Jezebel because of a threat that he received. Fear can cause panic in an unstable mind. And can I just also say this, that the spirit of fear is contagious. That if you're not careful... If you don't carry the love of God in your own life, you'll be one of those people running down and getting as much toilet paper as you can as well. 1 John 4, verse 18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. It's no mistake, beloved. Church, that we are living in the last days and you can see it all around us. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. See, that is our portion. That is what we need to claim. Don't fall for the lies. Don't fall into a fear factor and just be consumed by things that are irrational. I want to look thirdly and in closing at tactical thinking. Our hope is found in the proof. Truth can be found and can be proven. Fear is irrational and based in the imaginary. Again, Mark Twain said I've lost a lot of worries in my I've had a lot of worries in my life most of which never happened. Romans 12, 2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My question to you, if you are bound by fear, is what is the proof? Find the proof. Don't just act on your emotions. Don't just base it on, well, I am fearful right now, but rather find a reasonable route of inquiry and find the proof to be able to justify the fear. Because if the proof is not there, then there is no need to fear. Finding proof requires us to use tactical thinking the testimony of Lee Strobel on a mission to debunk the gospel of Jesus Christ. His mindset, the entire time as he is gathering all the information, he says, I need to examine the evidence. Evidence demands a verdict, proof can be found. It is the proof that I want. He says this, it was the evidence of science and history that caused me to abandon my atheism and become a Christian. For anyone that says there is no proof of Jesus Christ, there is no proof that God is real. Here is a man who searched for the proof to debunk Christianity and could not, therefore he got saved, became a Christian. See, we can't allow our imagination to cloud out rational thinking, tactical thinking. The main principle of being able to be uh, becoming a tactable thinker involves the search for truth. Uh, let me ask you this evening, what price do you put on truth? Or are you just quite happy to fall for a lie? Well, if a lie makes me feel happy. A lie just kind of, you know, what you don't know don't hurt you. Really? Because truth is the only answer that you ought to be seeking. John chapter 8 verse 32, And shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Why are you bound by fear? When you can know the truth and it will make you free. I read an article today of doctors that are... Telling people in Australia, stop coming to your local GP or hospital. If you have the sniffles, you don't have the coronavirus. They're overwhelmed by the amount of people that they get a sore throat. I think I've got the corona. And immediately they're running to a hospital. I need help. Put me on the drip. I want to go into an induced coma. Irrational. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Do you value the truth tonight? Do you want to know the truth? Do you seek it? Do you search for it? See, you won't have dominion in your mind if you can't control your fears. You won't have dominion. You won't be a tactical thinker. You won't be ahead of the curb. You will always fall to the lies of the devil if you do not... Control your fear. Let me close with this story. In 2002, there's a lady by the name of Ingrid Bettercourt. She was a campaigner to become the president of Colombia. While campaigning, she was kidnapped by the guerrillas. She was held in the jungle for six years. With fear, her constant campa- uh, companion, she learned how, it, uh, how to use uh, uh, fear not fear, but faith to grow. In the prison camp, Ingrid met a man by the name of John Frank Pinchayo. He was a police officer who was a hostage for more than eight years. He was famous of being the biggest scaredy cat out of all of them, but Pincho had decided he wanted to escape and asked her for some help. By that point, she had become a master at escape attempts. She had tried in the past, but only to fail because of those that she decided to escape with. Uh, This time she told Pincho every bit of expert advice she could get and led him on his way, sent him on his way. He said these words, Ingrid, suppose I'm in the jungle and I come around and go around in circles and I can't find the way out. What do I do then? She said, "Pincho, you grab a phone and you call the man upstairs. He replied, Ingrid, you know I don't believe in God. She said, God doesn't care. He'll still help you. That evening it rained all night. The following morning, the camp woke up to the big commotion because Pincho had fled and escaped. The guerrillas made us dismantle the camp and were starting to march. During the march, the head guerrilla told all of us that Pincho had died and they found his remains eaten by an anaconda. 17 days passed, and they started to believe that Pincho did not make it out. By the 17th day, the news came out. Pincho was free and obviously alive. This was the first thing he said. I know my fellow hostages are listening. Ingrid, I did what you told me. I called the man upstairs and he sent me the patrol that rescued me from that jungle. Think about the guerrilla tactic. Pincho's dead. He got eaten by an anaconda. Fear cast out all hope. But see, that was just a lie. That was not true. See, that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. You may be faced with something tonight that you feel there is no way of getting out of this. But can I say to you, cry out for a miracle. The most rational thing you can do in your times of despair is not allow fear to consume you, but cry out to the God who has the answer. If you do that, you'll find that it'll be pleasing to God and He'll be more than happy to take away your fear and bring out the answer and miracle that you are so desperately seeking. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. No one moving around just for a few moments.